Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. They are old, they are not hip. They are the weird aunties that you didn't know you needed or wanted. And now, for a friendly reminder, this show is for adults. That darling DJ duo, Emma Davenport and Lady Attercop, drink cocktails, have potty mouths, and at least one of them was raised by wolves. of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray! I am Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Attercup. And this is week we're going to delve into the world of bone. Not what you're thinking. Wait, not what you're thinking. No, no so we're still on, we're still on still our comics. Comic books. We're still on our comic jaunt. And uh, since Emmett did, a, did a, an episode about a comic I had never read. Yeah. Uh, that was the New Mutants. Yeah. We're going to do a comic this week that she has never read. And as such, I did the playlist because you didn't know anything about I this did comic. not. This is one of my all-time favorite comics from one of my all-time favorite creators. Uh, and very much the re- one of the reasons in the 90s I kind of veered away from uh, Cape books was because I discovered this book, Bone by Jeff Smith. And it was just it it hit all the right notes for me. It was exactly I, I it was exactly what I wanted, and it that was and it, at the time it was published in black and white, and that was kind of what really got me into indie comics because at the time it was being published by Cartoon Books, totally indie, creator owned, and that was really what made me go, oh, this is this is my this is my thing. I really need to look more at these little indie books and these black and white things, and that act that led to manga, and that led to you know little trade paperbacks and tiny little xeroxed zines, and you know uh, those tiny little uh, there's a term for little tiny indie comics that are hand stapled and like xeroxed at Kinko's, and the term ex- escapes me right the second. Oh, I, uh, thought that was, I thought those were just zines. No, but, no, they're or, comics. Oh, like zines yeah. are typically zines typically have not only artwork but also like poetry and essays right. and are, are centered around a theme. So these are like creator, li- literally creator created, right? Tiny little. And I there's a term and it's out of my head at the moment. I got a little too excited, <laughs> but I own a lot of those and I love them. Uh, yeah, you can usually pick them up from like $1 to $5, right. and somebody's hand-stapled them, and, you know. Anyway, but it's Bone. It's Jeff Smith's Bone, which is a all-ages fantasy kind of coming-of-age, little Lord of the Ringsy story about three cousins from Boneville. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of bone theme in here. Uh, it is phony bone. It is phone bone and uh, uh, smiley bone. 
are the three cousins. And they're all uh, very, car- it's very cartoony, but it's, mm-hmm. and it starts off very lighthearted. And I am trying so hard not to like just tell the whole story of Bone right now. Cause no, no, that's fine. We can. I we can, can tell. I'm so like hopped no, up. No, you're very one. excited about it. And and uh, I know. And I'm after Emmett to read it. I just keep going. You should really read it. I know. And really I will totally it. read, it. read it. it if you give it to me. I, I will do, read it. I have it. the entire. I have all of them. I will totally the read collection. it. I will give them to you. I will give them to you so hard. Yeah. Uh, and you know there was uh, it. Again, if you're from of of a certain age, like uh, we are old, <laughs> old, uh, yeah, Bone was one of the big runaway hits, especially in the indie market in the '90s uh, and in the early 2000s, and it spawned like a lot of spinoffs. Charles Vess, if you know who Charles Vess yes. is, that he got like one of his big things was like doing some of the backstory and lore for Bone with uh, with Jeff Smith, mm-hmm. and I love his illustrations because they're very you know. Like um, Brothers Grimm, oh, yeah. kind of. Yeah, he did some uh, some artwork for Sandman. Yes, and, yeah, he uh, did some artwork for Sandman. Yeah. I I don't know which came first, but it's kind of all yeah. around the same time. Uh, and he there was this like they they illustrated a he illustrated a, a songbook I think mm-hmm. and like you know so it's it's it is a high fantasy comic book, but with characters that are kind of urban fantasy because yeah. the the Bone Cousins come from a kind of modern uh, equivalent, more or less, and they are thrust into the valley, which is very, you know, high fantasy-esque, where everything is kind of a little rustic, and there's dragons, and there's stupid, stupid rat creatures. And uh, part of the comedy, because it's, it's very, yeah. very funny, as well as it gets serious in later uh, issues, but it's very, very funny. Part of the comedy comes from their kind of big city, you know, expectations in this much smaller uh, enclosed and they get snowed in. Uh, the story start off, uh, started off with the Bone Cousins have, have been run out of Boneville. Again, there's going to be a lot of bone puns. <laughs> the Cousins have been run out of Boneville because Phony Bone has run for mayor and it has gone poorly. And then a, a swarm of locusts gets them lost in a desert and they end up in the valley. And then the winter settles in so they can't leave because it's impassable in the winter. And then there's, you know, romance happens. Phone Bone meets a young lady named Thorn and he has falls instantly in love. And then he has to find his cousins. And it's, it's just a really, I, I like it a lot. It's a good comic. You should just read it. Just read it. <laughs> I will. I will, it. I will just read it. And I will a read lot it. Of com- there's a lot of um. There's a lot of comedy in in character building. I think one of the thing things that uh that strikes me about Bone is that uh there's several other comics that came out relatively around the same time that look very similar. Oh, and so I think I got kind of like you were just. I like, got kind of confused either that they were all the same or that oh this is all it's all the same right, stuff because right, right. Cerberus came around the same time oh, so, hey. and and yeah. digger and yeah. digger by Ursula Vernon which which is which still was, good which is still good 
Yeah, they're yeah. all good. Oh well, Cerberus Chris got isn't. weird. Cerberus got weird as it got went <laughs> Cerberus on, but... went some upsetting places. Yes, yes, but like the artwork. Yeah, well, it's and and you know Mike of, and Mike Mignola yeah. was just hitting big, yeah. or or at least had 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 become had really come, famous at yeah. that point in time, and, yeah. and also had a similar like Style, high contrast yeah. black and white. Yeah. Um, and very yeah no it's and it's very cartoony um the character it's actually the characters are actually based on pogo which was mm-hmm. the old uh comic strip oh yeah about yeah. a possum yeah and a lot of the it's it, i mean it wears its you know its inspiration on its sleeve it's not right. trying to fool you into thinking these are original right. character designs it's very much pogo yeah. and even the kind of ways the characters interact is kind of very much pogo like there's an run a running joke that phone bone his favorite novel is moby dick and he keeps trying to get people to get really excited about moby dick but everybody is just bored out of their minds by it right. wow. you know? and then thorn is our kind of aragorn character she's the i don't want to spoil it because if you have never read it it is definitely worth reading uh it is one of those stories that starts off small and centralized and very much, you know, kind of funny and simple. And then as the lore is expanded upon in a very, I would say, natural way, it becomes like this vast thing. Like all of a sudden there is a Lord of the Locusts who is trying to kill Thorn for some reason. And there's a prophecy about the bone, the fo- the, the bone cousins. And, you know, Phony Bone gets wrapped in because he wears a t-shirt with a star on it. And it, it becomes this whole, the, the universe expands as the three kind of native, like characters who aren't native to this world's, Worldview expands. It also contains one of the best grandma characters ever. Oh, I'm always for old grannies. She her her name is Grandma Ben, and she is like kind of she's got kind of a Popeye face, but she's got squinty eyes and kind of like a jaw that juts. And mm. uh, she's the a matriarch that raises cows. So <laughs> there's a heavy. Like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a they might be giants song. Yeah. In that there's this heavy, like, streak of absurdism in it. Yes. But it's treated like as a normal, almost serious thing, but is still kind of very absurdist. Right. There's the in the in the valley where they've landed, there's a an annual event called the cow race. And the cow race isn't that cows racing against each other, it's cows racing against Grandma Ben. Oh, so it's a an old lady it's... who smokes a pipe, racing cows. Oh, and she always wins. Oh, well, because... <laughs> and she's always like smiling with little squinty eyes, and then you know, and then turns out she's very badass. And I again, I like, I I'm I'm struggling not to make spoilers because if if you haven't read it, not just you, but if our listeners haven't read it, part of the excitement of the story is finding out the ways that Jeff Smith expands on these characters on things that are first very funny or things that are first kind of goofy and the way he expands it and draws it out and makes the characters deeper and more relevant and more interesting and like that for me reading it was part of the fun of it It was like you never knew where the plot was gonna go with these characters and yeah all right I don't want. I don't want. I don't want spoilers. I know. I want people to read it because I love it. I I, I will stop gushing. All right. I, I'm sorry. No, no, I can't no. Help it. I it's love all right. Coming so much. It's all right. We'll play some music and then you can continue your love fest for the for both. For Jeff Smith. 
would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you rather be a mule? A mule is an animal with long, funny ears Kicks up at anything he hears His back is brawny, but his brain is weak He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak And by the way, if you hate to go to school You may grow up to be a mule Or would you like to swing on a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar, and be better off than you are? Or would you rather be a pig? A pig is an animal with dirt on his face. His shoes are a terrible disgrace. He has no manners when he eats his food. He's fat and lazy and extremely rude. But if you don't care a feather or a fig, you may grow up to be a pig. Or would you like to swing on a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar, and be better off than you are? Or would you rather be a fish? A fish won't do anything but swim in a brook. He can't write his name or read a book. To fool the people is his only thought. And though he's slippery, he still gets caught. But then if that sort of life is what you wish, you may grow up to be a fish. Kinda jumped up slippery fish And all the monkeys are in the zoo Every day you meet quite a few So you see it's all up to you You can be better than you are You could be swinging on a star I want to run, I want to hide, I want to tear down the walls that hold me inside, I want to reach out and touch the flame, where the streets have no name.
It's all I can do. The city's a flood, and our love turns to rust. And we're beaten, and we're blown by the wind, and we're trampled in dust. But I could show you a place. I could show you a place that's high on a desert plain, where the streets have no name. That's what I want. 
Margaret O'Hara with Accentuate the Positive. Before that, we had Earl Pickens and family with Where the Streets Have No Name. And we started off that set with Bing Crosby in Swinging on a Star. Yeah. Emmett's reading the back announcements that, now. That's the way I have something to do. We're in, a, we're in a brave new world. A brave new world where someone else mispronounces everything. We're, Not me. It's like the valley. <laughs> we're in the valley. We're, 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 we're meeting Ted the bug. And when he says, and my big brother will beat you up. And we're like, ha, 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 you're a bug. And then his big brother comes out. And his big brother is six feet tall. It's an actual joke from the comic. Oh. Ted the bug is a, an ongoing character. Okay. And he's I was just very, I was just very uh, taken with it. No, I, just, just see, I was just seeing where where it was going to go. Traveling along with this yep. narrative, yeah. And yep. Ted the bug is a tiny little leaf shaped bug, and then at the, one of the jokes is, "Oh, wait, my big brother wouldn't like that." And he's like, "Oh, how big could your big brother be?" And then this giant bug just looms out of the forest, like, "You've got a problem here, Ted." Oh, because that's the voice you would have. Well, I mean, that's the voice he had in my in my head. Yeah, growing up. <laughs> And then phone bone, like, little sweat marks pop out. No, no, no problem. It's yes. So I I don't even know what to talk about now. I'm like, I could tell you the whole plot. I don't I don't want to tell you the whole plot because it's worth exploring on your own. Things happen. You know, secrets are revealed. I, I, a, a journey has gone on. I don't know if you know this, but this, this comic... Is very old. Is very old. Yeah. So, and so I think. So I think spoilers. It's, I think you're safe. I think it's safe to to assume that you are allowed to, to spoil say stuff. Spoilers. Yes, because because it is I it know, is old. But it's one of those things. All right. So if you haven't read this, I'm going to tell you to stop the podcast now, because anything I say from here on is going to be spoilers. Okay. Well, and then and then you can come back and revisit once you've read the comic. Okay. Well, and. And it's, like, published by Scholastic nowadays. Like, I think in the 2000s it ended up being published by Scholastic. And it has won, like, an epic ton of awards. So if you don't want to buy all of the volumes of Bone, your local library probably has them. Probably. Yeah. More than likely. Yeah, more than likely. It's, it's like, it has, like, won Harvey Awards and, like, you know. Eisner Awards. Eisner Awards. It's just won an epic ton of awards. So at this point. Yeah, like some place has it. You can you can read it in a library. You can go to Barnes and Noble and read them. You might be able to. <laughs> you can read pick it them online up. somewhere. No, because if it's online, it's someplace. It's a third party. No, because he's uh, Jeff Smith has only ever published it. I mean, no. there are like snippets online. Well, like, does it, is it on well, like Comixology You might be something? able to buy it on Comixology, yes. That, that's, that's, what different. That's, that's, what I, different. that's what I meant. That's different. I meant that's reading like a, it in an electronic I meant, format. Yes, I meant it actually on a like, like, legal... Bone? No, I meant it on a on an on actual a legal, legal yes. place. You can read it on a legal site. Yes. yes. 
I was uh, not encouraging people to pirate it. Well, but you can you can so. pick up the um, paperbacks, like the trade paperbacks that are a bunch of the individual comics for like ten dollars. Yeah. So if you if you if your local library doesn't have it in Barnes and you can't read it in Barnes and Noble for free, which is what I did a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, you can pick them up for ten dollars at on Amazon when you want, and they're you know full size. They're not like little itty bitty manga sized. Uh, so, spoilers have been... Yes, warning, there warning will be spoilers. Okay. And then we'll play some more music. We'll play some more music, and then I'll talk... You'll ruin more. it I'll for everyone. You'll ruin it for everybody.
listening to Mad Wasp Radio.
marvelous is the egg Knowing that which throws the stone foresees the bone The bone, our only home is bone Our only home is bone And so I'm going down to Cowtown The cows are friends of me Lives beneath the ocean And that's where I will be beneath the waves The waves, and that's where I will be I'm gonna see the cow beneath the sea Yes, I'm going down to Cowtown The cows are friends of me Lives beneath the ocean And that's where I will be beneath the waves The waves, and that's where I will be I'm gonna see the cow beneath the sea Yes, I'm gonna see was They Might Be Giants with Cowtown, and before that was Ten Pole Tudor with Swords of a Thousand Men, and we started off that set with Squirrel Nut Zippers, Bad Businessman. Yes. And if you're familiar with the Bone comic, you know why all of those songs were chosen. Because Cowtown, the Great Cow Race, obviously, uh, Swords of a Thousand Men, uh, there is a, uh, there's a that brief interlude, okay, like I said, again, spoilers, uh, where Thorn, before Thorn finds out who she is, whenever she draws this sword that she has either, I don't remember if she's found it or she's given it, uh, but whenever she draws it, all of these hooded figures show up and chase away whatever it was that she was trying to defeat. And Bad Businessman was for Phony Bone because Phony Bone in the second book is running a scam on the cow race. He <laughs> dresses up phone, uh, Smiley Bone in a cow suit. And in order to try to defeat he as the mystery cow. So it's Funny Bone in a bad cow suit with a mask. And he's the mystery cow. And they're trying to, you know, get everybody to bet on the mystery cow as opposed to Grandma Ben, who always wins the cow race. And then once the mystery cow inevitably loses, because it's a scam, Phony Bone collects all of that money. Yes. So- yeah, no, that's ridiculous. I know. It's so, like, it's there's a lot of like phony bone running scams the entire time, smiley bone being all too happy to help in the scams. <laughs> like you never quite know where smiley bone's alliances lay. There's and you know, and then phone bone is the one that's trying to be he's, you know, trying to romance Thorn because he has a crush on her and he's trying to read her Moby Dick. Well yeah, I and, and while <laughs> nothing says nothing impresses the ladies like Moby like Dick. Like, Moby Mer- Dick. like Herman like Melville. Herman Melville. Yeah. So uh, one. So my my takeaway from this, we, we were discussing. Yes. And and this, I have said this is a high fantasy yes. comic. I don't want that to scare people away. It is a high fantasy comic with a an urban fantasy modern. Overlay. Which is actually what sparked my uh, comment and questions to Lady Addercup about one of my favorite uh, <laughs> old, old animated films called Flight of the Dragons that came out probably like the late 70s, early 80s. I think it was a Ralph Bakshi, but I'm not positive. But it had John Ritter and uh, Henry Morgan and uh, James Earl Jones yeah, doing providing saying. the voices and a bunch of other people that and I can't believe I've never seen and this and it was like the four cardinal points uh, were represented by wizards and John Ritter is a modern character is a modern man that has made this game called Flight of the Dragons oh and then so he kind gets, of a D and D yeah but then he gets 
transported into the into this into the realm into its own realm and then he ends up in the body of a dragon where he has to learn to be a dragon i cannot believe i have never seen yeah. this and then first of all animated second of all yes. dragons yeah third of no, all, fantasy it's, it's how the, it goes through the whole entire steps of like how to how a dragon learns to like fly and stuff it's great so, so it's how to train your dragon but from the dragon's perspective but from the, yeah because he's like has to chew on <laughs> limestone oh. to get the to, to learn how to oh to get the spark in his mouth oh, to, and all to, that to stuff. breathe yeah. fire to breathe fire oh, and then yeah. that also gives him the lift i, I can't believe you've never, never seen, seen yes yeah. but that was but your description of like there's a whole backstory of the red dragon and yes the, and the betrayal and, phone and the betrayal like was making well, me go was yeah it was making me go <gasps> i've never i've never seen flight of the dragons yeah, and i'm shocked that yeah. like there, there was a time that your exposure to certain media was entirely dependent on the video rental stores. Yes. Oh, and yeah. Whoever was managing those video rental stores, or whoever, whoever possibly had cable television. Yeah. Or, yeah. or who had cable television and what they liked, or who had a cassette. Yeah, because my whole exposure to the young ones, which is one of yeah. our oh, our groups, yes. our favorites, was one hundred percent because. Uh, the the I think it's two seasons. The young ones ran for two seasons. I think, or three. Yeah, it, it wasn't very much. It wasn't very much. Yeah. but there were I think there there's were only four, like twelve episodes. Yeah, all yeah, total. there was there weren't very many. I have them all on yeah. DVD now. But back in the day, there there was a four bit VHS cassette tape thing that you could mm-hmm. buy that oh, had yeah. two episodes of the young ones each. So not very many. Yeah, uh, and there was one. Of the four video cassette tapes, there was one Young Ones tape at our local blockbuster. Only the one. And it contained Oil Audacity, I think. And we rent, we, I don't know why we initially rented it, but we rented it and then rented it over and over and over and over again. Was that the one that had the damned on it? Um, which one? Because I think Nasty the, is the Nasty episode. is the one that had the damned yeah. on it. It was definitely Oil. Oil yeah. was definitely one of the ones. And I I think Oil is the second episode. Oil, or no, second, the oil third is episode. the episode where they find Oil in the basement. Yeah. I think that's like the third or fourth. Or they think they find Oil in the basement. Uh, and I, I cannot remember what the second one was. It might have been, I can't remember if it was Nasty or not. I don't think it actually was. Because oh. I think when I saw Nasty, it blew my mind. Oh. Because uh, I was like, that's the damned. Um. I can't remember what the second episode on this VHS because yeah. I could look, I could Google it. I'm not gonna. But what if for whatever reason my brothers and I rented it and then like laughed our butts off and then rented it? Over oh yeah. And over well, and over I mean, again. the only reason why I know of the Young Ones was because it actually ran on the PBS station. Yeah. On like Saturdays or Sundays, there was it a was... British. There was a British invasion time frame <laughs> on yeah. our PBS station and they never played any of it in order, in order or in any sort of scheduled thing so it was like yeah. you know you knew that it started at 7 mm-hmm. on Saturday and then it started at 8 on Sunday and it did it for like <laughs> 4 hours and you could watch Doctor Who waiting for God uh, are you being served? Are you being served? Uh, on ours, yeah. You know, uh, sometimes it would be the young ones. Sometimes it would be Red Dwarf. Sometimes it would be something like, and it would yeah. just, and oh, it yeah. would, and our, it would jump around. Our PBS station also played, a, and they, yeah. they, because de- they played, are you being served? They played Red Dwarf and they played Doctor Who. Yeah. 
there might have been a, a four. Yeah, I think they also would the, play the young the, ones was not part of it. And they would play the and East it was Enders always, or one of yes, those. Yes, and yeah. East Enders. Yeah. And it was always out of order. Yeah. It was never yeah. in, because every doctor, I never saw a Doctor Who in order oh, until, no. like, no, streaming I services Oh, yeah, thing. no, I didn't even know. I always saw them in bits and oh, pieces. Oh, yeah, no, I never knew that the Doctor came as one particular yeah. person for a pe- for a long period right, of time. Right, because I never I just, saw any of the transformation episodes. Yeah, I right. just always saw it that, oh, suddenly this guy is the Doctor. Right. Okay, okay. I'm just going to go on. And he had a different outfit, so yeah. I thought he was a different guy. I yeah. thought it was like a title. I almost wonder if they were running it in chronological order based on the where they were going? I don't know. Be- or, well, I but think it was some certainly of, not... some of the episodes if if it was a if it was a continuation they would play it in order. Yeah. So like next week yeah. you could tune in for the continuate part two yeah. of whatever was happening. Yeah. But they didn't play any of the seasons in order. No. So sometimes it would be like Tom Baker, and yes. then sometimes oh, it, would yeah, be it was like, you know, it was, it was like, Colin uh, Baker, and then it was or, Peter Davidson, yeah, and then it was Colin Baker, and then it was Tom Baker, yeah, Tom and then Baker it was Sylve- Colin Baker's brother, and then it was Sylvester McCoy, yeah. and then it would be like the original Doctor. Yeah, it was never then, in yeah, any yeah, kind. Yeah, well, no. and part of the problem might have been too that, like you know, they didn't access, have yeah. access, right? And are you being served? Was definitely played. Uh, yeah. Young ones was not. Young ones we didn't see all of the series of Young ones until much later when it was played on uh, Comedy Central. Oh. A till we had cable, and I was in college at this point. And B, it was played on Comedy Central, and it was played on Comedy Central at like three a.m. Because, and I know this because me and my brothers would set an alarm. Oh, well, so see, we had an yeah. alarm clock that went off at like three thirty in the morning or whenever it was. It would go off. We would get up. We would watch yeah. the young ones. And then we would go back to sleep. Right. And I would go to work at six, whatever in oh, the yeah, morning, because I was working my way through college at the time. We had it on. We had it on the <sighs> on PBS when I was in college, and it was and it was very scattered. But I, I think we eventually we eventually saw all of the episodes. But I do. Remember remember seeing the first one yeah. and just cracking oh my gosh. up laughing. Oil, oil was the first one we saw and yeah. we were just like, just my I brothers just, and I died. I just loved the whole, uh, Neil, your bed's on fire. <laughs> and they said it's on fire. Yes. The first one we were like, yeah. We, <laughs> and, there was the whole point where it was like, there was well, we Vivian made, dressed in a, in, it was Mike was a. We made jokes about, about, about our roommate. Being Neil. Yeah, our, who lived in the in the way back? <laughs> he lived in the way back room that wasn't technically a bedroom. Oh, and, so he really and was he le- the Neil. And he le- yeah, he slept on a on a bed a mattress on the floor in oh. a room that wasn't meant. And he had a pet rat. And, oh, oh, and was, he had long hair. It was and, like if Neil and Rick had a baby. Yes, it was very. It was so. If you haven't seen the young ones, yes. It's also worth checking out. And bone. And bone. Also, the reason why we're here. The reason why we're here. But yes, no, it was. And Flight of the Dragon, if you can find it. I yeah, I've never seen that. We'll have to. We'll have to. uh, But it was probably being played on a on a cable station at a time where I didn't have cable, and then the local, uh, the two local places where we rented videos didn't carry it. Yeah, it was. All I know, it was it. I saw it on some weird TV thing, possibly cable. That I believe it was on some weird cable station where they would show weird animated, well, and animated like, movies in and the, on the weekends. And sometimes your local uh, syndicated stations yeah. would get act would get weird because yeah. that's where I saw rock and roll. I saw rock and roll, and I saw Flight of the Dragons. And 
uh, the the really bad seventies Hobbit. Oh gosh, and, and the Rankin Bass. Yeah, Hobbit. the one that's yes. Frodo of the Nine Fingers. Oh yeah, yeah with all of the rotoscoping. Yeah, oh, oh so bad. The, and the Hobbit version <laughs> wasn't so bad, but the Lord of the Rings was so heavy on the rotoscoping. Yeah, yeah. I rented those. Yeah. I rented. I rented and watched those uh, from the comic oh, I, book I store. I honestly did love. I loved I lo- the. I, I loved I, the I, Hobbit. Honestly, I loved the Hobbit. Yeah. I read it. In, High school. Yeah. I read The Hobbit yeah. and all of The Lord of the Rings and loved it. Yeah. So, so because of all of that, I can say that, yes, again, that I will go. Bone. Not surprising. Yeah. That I will go and find Bone and I will read I, it from I, all of, I own of them. throughout this. I know. I, own them. I will I borrow them from you. you. That's fine. I will borrow them, but I will totally read them. Yes. It's not like I'm not saying that just because because we're on the air and we're recording. I will honestly read them because I like that kind of stuff. And, uh, and just in case you doubt our 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 dedication to our nerdiness, <laughs> no, one do- no one doubts our dedication. Oh. But I did buy over the weekend. Oh, did you? Uh, I had a I had a day a rare weekend day off. Mm-hmm. I went to the comic book store. Got myself some graphic novels, and guess what I picked up? What? It is like the Excalibur graphic <gasps> novel with Kitty Pride and uh, Peter. What's Wisdom. It Wisdom. Yeah, it's that one written by I think Warren Ellis. <gasps> so picked the first issue of that up. I want to read. I, I want to go after to I'm there. done. After I'm done with it, I will load it to you. But I definitely had some. Oh, I remember this artist uh, moments and. Um, yeah, also picked up, it was not related, uh, got uh, the Kate Leth version of uh, Hellcat, oh. which was really good, Ooh, and yeah. some secret sex that I didn't have, so oh, it's not related to no, anything we've talked that's about, but fine. Hey, hey nerds, guess what I was reading over the weekend? That's all right, so, I've been, I was reading the, the, uh, the follow-up New Mutants series. <laughs> So we both That's go like the more, you know what? The I'm more we read all these yeah, comics. It's when it's when uh uh they're a little bit the new mutants are a little bit older and oh. uh Danielle Moonstar becomes one of Oh is uh, it one the of Valkyrie? The, no, no, she becomes one of the faculty for Xavier School. Dang. So she's yeah. just doing everything. Danny just doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. Being a psychic. Well in the I I being only, a Valkyrie. Yeah, she's being faculty. Being scary. It was scary. cool. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, right I've now. only just started, but but uh, but I was like, ooh, I yeah. have it. I have access to this. I'm I can read this. I'm gonna read this comic. I haven't read the Excalibur yet, so I can't. I can't talk to oh, it. No, but fine. I like Warren Ellis, and you know. Oh no, I love Nightcrawler. I loved his. I loved his. I loved his book, Crooked Little Vein. Yeah. 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 So, so. If, if anybody out there likes, uh weird weird kind of um abstract detective novels with a random uh recipe in the back <laughs> i like i like when books involve I, recipes yeah, because like, it's both cool and upsetting yes well no it's it's like it's not part of the story no, it's no. just it's like it's like the epilogue or like a second <laughs> it's like just a separate thing in the back where he has in his Warren Ellis way, has written a has recipe. Included a recipe. Yeah, and I and there's just something about it that just cracked me up about the whole thing. And and uh, but yeah, crooked little vein. I uh, if you like if you like Warren Ellis's writing style, it's definitely 
Uh, for comic books, it's definitely a really good detec- right. weird abstract de- detective novel. I think the way I described it to someone it was that if if Tom Waits and Nick Cave wrote a detective novel. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, I could see that. <laughs> so that's kind of like my that was yeah. my how to describe it to someone who might not yeah. know who Warren Ellis the comic book. Re- Author is. author is, yeah. Like, okay, here, all this right, is yeah. How you d- that's how I described it. All right. So, you that's, know. A good, that's a good description, too. I feel like that's... We should, we should tweet it at him. Yeah. Hey, Warren Ellis, yeah. here's no, your he won't new care. Twitter bio, and he won't care. He, he won't. doesn't know who we are, so... No, he won't. There, he will not respond. Probably not. But, hey, Warren Ellis, here's your new Twitter bio. <laughs> and on that note, let's play some more music. I found him by the railroad track this morning I could see that he was nearly dead I knelt down beside him and I listened Just to hear the words the dying fella said He said they let me out of prison Out in Frisco For ten long years I paid for what I'd done I was trying to get back to Louisiana To see my rose and get to know my son Give my love to Rose, please won't you, mister? Take her all my money, tell her buy some pretty clothes. Tell my boy that daddy's so proud of him. And don't forget to give my love to Rose. you tell him I said thanks for waiting for me tell my boy to help his mom at home tell my rose to try to find another cause it ain't right that she should live alone Mister, here's the bag with all my money It won't last them long the way it goes God bless you for finding me this morning Now don't forget to give my love to Rose Give my love to Rose, please won't you, mister? Take her all my money, tell her buy some pretty clothes. Tell my boy that daddy's so proud of him. 
And don't forget to give my love to Rose I'm not calling you a liar Just don't lie to me I'm not calling you a Just don't steal from me I'm not calling you a ghost Just stop haunting me And I love you so much I'm gonna let you
week's episode is brought to you by Archibald H. Gearbottom, Robot Attorney. Long have the imperfectly fleshy masses of law doctors, biased by glandular emotional fits, dominated the field of legal discourse. Let the cold logic of steel and the exquisite clockwork engineering of its rhetorical gearbox make objections stay objectionable, pick jurors with laser-guided accuracy, and file motions at speeds of well over 80 miles per hour. Nary a judge will remain unconvinced when its bowler flaps back with a jet of steam, it rears up behind the defense to its court-approved height of 12 feet and interjects, Permission to treat the witness as hostile, deploying cross-examination probe in five, four, three. Archibald H. Gearbottom, robot attorney, court hastily adjourned. And, brewed according to terrifying laboratory specifications, Leon Tangibosh's Every Butter can be used in any instance where one thing can be vastly approved by smearing it with something else. Employed as a bread topping, industrial lubricant, suntan lotion, or baby formula. Use it to cheat at baseball, cheat on your taxes, cheat on your spouse, cheat death, or subsequently hasten it. Leon Tangibosh's every butter. It's apparently helpful. And as always, the clockwork cabaret flitters down from the heavens in mass to clog the streets and driveways of Mad Wasp Radio. Get a shovel. And that was the Black Keys with I'm Not the One. Before that was Florence and the Machine with I'm Not Calling You a Liar. And we started off that set with Johnny Cash and Give My Love to Rose. Aww. Because Rose is the... Grandma Ben is actually Queen Rose. She was the queen. And Thorn is the granddaughter because the parents were killed in in betrayal. The dragons were involved. And then, you know, and so was the, the aunt and who the aunt was the... The, the Rose and Thorn. Yeah, and there's a whole thing. Briar. Briar was the daughter. Is it some sort of like? There was. A, there's a whole. Yeah, there's. A, it's a warrior. They're warrior queens. It's a whole mm. like you know theme. So, so I'm allergic to all of them. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. Yes, but they all want to murder me. Yes, and Thorn, of course, is the. She's the Aragorn character, except she doesn't know she's the Aragorn character. Mm. She's ra- been raised on a farm and very simple life, and with his her grandma, Grandma Ben, didn't didn't know she was inheriting the mantle of the queens of you know the land, and there was dragon <laughs> betrayal, and that's why she has an army of stick eaters whenever she draws a sword because you know destiny. Like I said, there's a lot of lore. <laughs> It's very into lore, and I'm making and I'm making fun because I I just I feel like I've gushed enough. <laughs> no, I feel fine. like if you weren't interested in reading it before, me continuing to gush at you is not going to do anything no, for your interest levels. But and like and again, especially in the '90s, like Thorn was a great character. She wasn't over sexualized she wasn't like she wasn't like you know like especially again especially in the 90s this is the era of image and like you know uh spawn and yeah you know angelique and all of that like over everyone had like size 18 yeah lady death had come out yeah like lady death and and not that there's anything wrong with no like super sexy characters some Characters are like no, that. Jim Ballant was drawing was drawing Catwoman, Catwoman and right. with very and like, her boobs started becoming more and more um, <laughs> of, a, of a an thing. impediment. They started becoming more and more of a thing that, they, and reached cartoonist 
proportions. Yeah. Rose was, or Thorne was always drawn like someone who was in her late teens, early 20s, like not over-sexualized, a character that one of the characters was very much had a crush on, but never was this sex pot character. Right. She was never drawn in a super over-sexualized way. And there were a lot of great female, like, and then you had Grandma Ben, who was this tough as nails, like, you know, you're introduced to her as this tough of nails, like, pioneer stock woman and then you find out she's at, and she talks kind of like the, uh, in a pioneer stock woman kind of voice and she smokes a pipe you know but then she turns out she's the queen of all the land in exile because of a you know betrayal that happened and all this other good good story building stuff cool yeah I don't know what else to say about it. Like, I, like, I, I could literally just go on and on and on and right. on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And also, so, like, you know, it's dark black and white. It's really good spot blacks. Just kind of like Mike McNola in Hellboy. And... So so should we play some more music? Uh, you should probably stop me by playing some more music. Yes. Okay.
You'll see him in your head on the TV screen. Hey, buddy, I'm warning you to turn it off. He's a goat, he's a god, he's a man, he's a guru. You're one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan, designed and directed by his red right hand. Cave in the Bad Seeds with Red Right Hand. Before that, we had the White Stripes with Prickly Thorn but Sweetly Worn. And we started off that set with Iron and Wine, Woman King. Yes. Mm. So those were very those were very obvious choices. Were they? But, yes. well, I mean, to me they were, yeah. <laughs> kind of the when I thought about putting together this playlist, the first two songs that popped into my head were that Iron and Wine song and Red Right Hand. Oh, so. well, there you go. Uh, and if you like this thing we do, this podcast, this clockwork of cabarets, one might say, this, uh, this, this foray into our comic book childhoods at the moment <laughs> for the last month and a half, you can help support it. How, you may ask? How? Why, it's so easy, Emmett. Simply go to our website, which is either clockworkcabaret.com or agonyoutstudios.com, this place where we record this podcast, and there you will find a plethora of ways to support it. You can do it financially, either with a one-time donation via PayPal and or coffee, or through a, a, an ongoing m- monthly subscription through either coffee or Patreon. We do still have a Patreon. We just don't update it. If that's not enough for you, or, hey, you find you, you, jang, you jingle your coin pouch and you realize you spent all of your money on an ill-fated bet for the masked cow in the Great Cow Race. I mean, who hasn't been there? Sim- you can still help support us. You can recommend us to a friend. You can go on iTunes Podcasts. is a little purple icon on your phone or your iPad and give us four stars or any place else where you can review us. And that helps keep us on the charts for iTunes. It helps other people find us when they search for any of the things that they could search for to find this podcast. I I would imagine Clockwork Cabaret. (laughs) Hopefully we would come up. Uh, Steampunk, steampunk music. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, that's also a really great way 
to uh, help spread the word. That's true. If you uh, get, join us on the Twitter or the Instagram and uh, repost what we say, say yeah. and do or interact with interact us. Interact with Tell us. Tell us you like us. We yeah. actually had a very kind, somebody responded to me on Facebook recently with a private message saying, oh, I really like the podcast. And it, that was exactly the right time to receive that message because it had been when our on our other podcast dice dice my darling garage band had eaten all of the sound files where we talked yeah and so and poor, it erased a week's worth of work poor lady Adricot <laughs> had been dealing with that drama so yes yeah, so, somebody messaged us and said oh by be i had they had i they had asked me a question i had responded and they said oh, by the way really love the podcast thanks so much for doing what you do and it was like the exact right moment to keep me from take picking up my laptop and launching it into the sun yeah so yeah, so interacting with us, even when we're down and out, it 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 helps <laughs> it does us. Help. We it really does. do appreciate it. So yeah, much. I've I've been dealing with some family drama oh, this past have. week, and uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's terrible, and uh, but it has made it, it has been very nice, and 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 thank you for all of our listeners and friends and things who have who have have sent me words of condolences and things like that. I I really do appreciate it. I I'm still not in a any state to respond to them in a, any kind That's of rational right. way. But I but but I do thank Ooh. but I do thank everyone for, Can I for give saying something. Yeah. One more shout out because yeah. uh, Verite Holloway, who is a great writer from England who we both Oh, yeah. and follow and uh, she just got out of heart surgery and she is doing good yay yay so hey Verity yeah. um, uh, you get to hear me mispronounce your name live and in person uh, <laughs> I like to think Nils Aster is looking after you well no actually I don't like to think that because no. he would not no. be good no. as a nursemaid no. uh, if, if you are interested in 1930s flagrant bisexuals uh, check out her continuing uh, translation of of Nils Ashter's uh, biography. It's autobiography. It's very amusing. It is. Oh, I love yeah. I love it whenever she puts a new chapter up. It's also very sad, yes. but it is still very amusing. Yes. Oh um, yeah. And I think that's all the shilling we have to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. We're on coffee. If you want to go to our coffee directly, it's ko-fi backslash dot com backslash agony out studios same with patreon backslash agony out studios you can google us i have faith in y'all you can figure it out yeah you are all smart you're smart that's why we like you
This doesn't come easy, but it does come cheap, and you can help pay for it. Simply head over to madwaspradio.com and click on their donate button to help keep shows like ours on the British airwaves. Or, if you like this clockwork of cabarets, this crazy thing we do, you can donate to us directly by going to agnealtstudios.com and donating one of multiple ways. In fact, we'll even take unmarked bills slipped discreetly under the nearest lavatory door. Tired 
set with the Watson twins and their cover of Just Like Heaven. Aww. Aww. Doubly appropriate since The Cure was just initiated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, I also watched a very funny, ridiculous interview yes. on the red carpet. I was just going to say, much to Robert Smith's dismay. <laughs> and confusion. <laughs> and oh, that was so good. <laughs> Oh, so good. If you haven't seen it, definitely look yes. up. I, I do feel a little bit bad for the reporter that is in the all of gushing. those things. Yes, because she is... Very excited. Very excited. And very and, young. And very young. And later on in the Twitter thread that I had seen the initial yeah. response by Robert Smith, she actually pops up, the reporter pops up in the Twitter thread going, I have I have never been so starstruck in my life, and I was completely tongue-tied and didn't know what to say and just lost my cool. And I was like, oh, I feel, I really feel for you. <laughs> like, I, I, I wouldn't have been any no, better. But it also, his whole response oh my God. was just not <laughs> what you were expecting. It's it's very Robert Smith, yeah, it to is. be fair. It is. Uh, it's pretty beautiful. Um, and hey, that I can I can loop this back around to Jeff Smith, who oh, yeah. is the writer of an uh, artist of bone. One of the volumes of my my bone comics is signed. I got it in a Barnes and Noble and was like, "Who wrote in this book?" I was kind of annoyed because somebody had written Sharpie crap in my book, and I was like, "All right, yeah, but I really need this volume, and I'm gonna buy it because I need it. I don't have it, and, and I need to, and I here. need to read it. And it's the only copy here, so I'm gonna buy it. And then like it was later on that I re- realized, oh, it was signed. Oh, this is oh, this is Jeff Smith's signature. And then I was like, and I was simultaneously irritated that he had been in the area and I hadn't known, and I had missed an opportunity to meet him, and also relieved that he had been in the area and I hadn't known, and I right. missed an opportunity to meet yeah. him, because then I was like, ah. as, as someone who has witnessed you. Me, with yeah, Ted with, Nafia, yeah, yeah. and uh, an artist I really admire. Yes. I was like, I think, I think it was actually... Oh. When the return of the mm. Dapper Man, man No, artist? I was not. No, it was some. You it weren't was, there. It was somebody it was else. T- it was Ted oh, Nafia. Was it wasn't Ted Nafia. It was a Ted Nafia. I feel like there was somebody and else. And it was uh, Cor- his Courtney Crimin. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I I had been reading him since Gloom Cookie. Yeah. And could not speak to him at all. Yes. And you were like, "Will you sign my friend's book for her?" And I'm like over the, like, you know, just well, too I've, awkward to I've speak. Actually, well, I had. Met him a couple of times, so yeah, but you're not I mean, me. he's not like he will re- would remember no, me at all. But not. but no, but you're but you're, but he's friends with with a fr- a couple people that I know. So so yeah, no, it still would have been awkward. Yeah. Still oh yeah, would have been. Yeah. So 
There's a, there's always there, that. Well, there's a there's a level of confidence <laughs> that I gain when I'm not that when I'm only slightly uh, enamored of someone. And, oh yeah. And for someone else's benefit, I will I will march up to whomever needs to be marched up to if someone else needs me to do it. Yes. But if it's but if it's the if it was someone that I was like, oh my god, I need this signed. I yeah. I would have oh, been yeah. I would have been hiding under a table. Oh yeah. I would have been pretending to be a chair. I yes. was. Yeah. I, I I specifically I I have done it the worst with cartoonists, yeah. which is probably the least intimidating of all of the people oh, I, yeah. I enjoy. No, I, but I, I've, uh, yeah, no, I can do it for other people. I can do it yeah. with other people. I can be cool. I can be calm. I can be like, I really enjoy your work. I think it's so great. Thank you so much for what you do. And be like a normal human with normal human interactions. Oh, no, for some I, reason. Mm. I had, I had, well, I had, I had my nerdy, uh, n- nerdy nerding out Mm-mm. moment once with, with Monica Richards, who is the, She's the f- female-fronted singer yes. of of Faith in the Muse, and say. she was also in Strange Boutique. And we were at a convention, and <laughs> like, and I realized, thing. and and I was standing there and talking to her without realizing that it was her for like a brief minute because she had been in a group of people with other people, uh-huh. and so then we safe. were talking, and then I realized after everyone else had kind of wandered away, and I realized that oh. I am now standing here with Monica Richards that I've just realized that I, that that is who that is. And I had to ask her like, oh, I'm going to be DJing right before your set. Uh, Do you have any, do you have any like music requests or anything? Cause, uh, you know, cause I want to play something that works and that you like. So no, see, at least you could talk shop. Yeah, but that's what I shop. said. And then I also asked her to sign my copy of my Strange Boutique CD, which she then was like, I can't believe... How did you find this? Where did you find this? And I was I like, oh, I've been a fan for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, like, oh, yeah, no, I've been... It's I've yes. tongue, gotten tongue-tied. Noelle Stevenson, same thing. Yeah. Lucy Neasley. Same thing. Yeah. Ted Nafia. Cannot imagine what I would have done at Just Miss Feet. Just probably like, and yeah. to be like, oh, how nice that your friend brought you out here. Because <laughs> you clearly, seem, you, you cannot, you leave. are not You're capable not of, the house. Yeah, of, of, yeah. of venturing into public on your own. Yes. And I'd have been like, no. Yeah. Most, <laughs> well, and the funny thing is most of my other run-ins with musicians and things that I would have been very, mm-hmm. very excited about and very nerdy about, I don't realize that they're... That's who that is until at, way after. <gasps> is and that somehow worse? I don't because then your then your jerk brain can be like, "Hey, remember that time you made an idiot of yourself?" Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there's oh, that level of, "Oh, you, mm. yeah, you kind of played it cool, but at the same time, you could have gotten them to sign something, or you could have said something that maybe you yeah. wanted to say, and like." Oh, your music was very influential, and I really like it, or something. Yeah. But instead, you just pretended like you didn't realize that that's who that was, and and you and then you walked away. Yeah, see, see my do, idiot do, brain do. would have been like, remember when you said that thing when you paused awkwardly, and there was a a pause that was three seconds too long. That means everyone hates you. Yeah, I'm well, like, oh no, that could have also happened. Who oh, knows? I need to go live in a hole. Who knows? Because yeah. I don't. Because re- it was one of those like afterwards, like oh, 
that was Mark Sandman from Morphine that I was just, that I made a cappuccino for, and he's sitting with his girlfriend who comes in all the time, and now I have oh, to live with this. Now I know that. Now I know this now forever. Now I have to try to be cool every time she comes in. No. Wow. Or <laughs> that was that was Audie DeFranco. Oh, there is nothing worse than yeah. realizing something like that and then being like, oh no. How do I play it cool every yes. time now? Yeah. No. It took me a while to figure out who Ursula was, and then I was all like, oh, no. How do I stop being an idiot in front of her? Oh, no. The answer is you don't. You don't. You just don't. You don't. Eventually, and you become a endearing idiot. You become a character in her Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm, That's... I'm, I'm a supplemental person. Speaking of which, oh, I do have something that I would like to hawk okay, for my before... listener, for the listeners before we before we end the show. Uh, so, if you like creepy horror, oh yeah, New York, and New set, North Carolina, set based in North horror. Carolina, and you like this. Ursula Vernon books, uh, or, the adult uh, T. books, King it's T. Kingfisher, uh, and. You have followed Ursula Vernon's Twitter feed and and I have been curious about the whole coffee shop thing uh, that she likes to tweet about. Uh, that's that's my coffee shop. Uh, and and apparently she wrote a character based on me in the in the new her new horror book that's coming yes. out. I think in August called The Twisted Ones, and you can pre-order it now. I have not read it yet. I've been told that my character lives. Yes, because that was a concern. No, I, I wasn't. I did, actually, I, I, I actually, had a concern. I actually said that I didn't care one way or the other. Yes. But, but uh, I, I, I had some concerns but, yes. about people living because my anxiety brain does not yes. need the extra ammo. And I but, was like, I, I need to know that Emmett lives. And apparently uh, Mr. Ducky makes an appearance in the sequel. Yes, yes. Or, or a character, not character. literally Mr. Ducky, yes. a character based on Mr. Ducky. Yes. And it's like, I need to know they live yeah. because my anxiety brain right. does not so, need the extra help. So if you help. read the twisted ones, uh, I believe the character's name is Enid. And oh, she is the cat. And one. she is the cafe. And she is the coffee shop owner. And so... Uh, because because I love Ursula and I want her to continue writing books in my coffee shop. That's uh, right. <laughs> everyone go out and buy it. That's very Pre-order true. Pre-order it. Pre-order it. And and if you can tell them that that uh that that tell her that that this, this is from from my mouth Emmett you heard Davenport the request. Sent you. Also maybe maybe just go on and give her give it five stars with a yes and make her very <laughs> confused because I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think just spread that around. Not only do we want to confuse future listeners of our show with the yes five star yes. review, which is like the most aggressive way know, to try to get people to listen to the I show. But I love it. Uh, you, you I can, feel like that can also I, do it to other people. Yes, I feel like. Yes. Oh, could we just make a podcast that's just called Yes Where with the apostrophe with things that make us get get us excited about? I feel Isn't like that just this podcast? Maybe. But maybe I mean, I maybe we just need like, like a what 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 are we what's our what's our time stamp right now? Like an hour and forty five minutes. So I did spend about, you know, yeah. forty five minutes talking about bone. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <This> <laughs> but 
But it's still one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah. you know, maybe some positive reinforcement things. I Heck, don't know. Go out and go out and give every comic that we've reviewed on this in this past yeah. month and a half five stars somewhere on Amazon and then or just something. Say yes. And just say yes. Yeah. And or send, actually, and send, and send me a screenshot because you will make my day. Also, just do it to anything that you like. Yeah. Just that's going to be the. I new mean, thing. honestly, you you found a you know like. I don't know, an apple core that, that you think is the greatest apple core you have ever purchased in your entire life. And Can you, you review just apple cores sure. on, like, random... On Amazon? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. You've got a coffee maker that makes you real excited. Well, okay, I don't that's know. more... Like, apple You corn. found some yarn. I, on the side I, of the road? Go no. on Facebook. On, Give that yarn you know, four stars. I don't know. Wherever you review five things. Stars? Is it four stars or five stars? Five stars. Five Always stars. five. Okay, Whatever sorry. the top stars. However many the good stars, the whatever is the, the good best stars. stars. Yeah, no, just go on wherever it is that you review things <laughs> and give it five. Five stars. stars. Go on to Yelp. Go and, to, you know, <laughs> make go, a Yelp page. Make for a it. Yelp page for something. Yarn I found on the side of the road, and go. also. T. Kingfisher's yes. latest novel, yes. <laughs> Twisted Ones. I went to this, both five stars. I went to this pizza place, and yes, <laughs> just well, you know, hey, yeah. that's a review. That's yeah, a no. good review. I'd I be had very this, happy. I had this sushi. Yes, yes. Went. Five I stars. went to Cafe Diem. Yeah, five, five stars. stars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, all of these things. I think it just makes... be excited about it. I feel like. If you're gonna spend, do you need the, more? Do you need more verbiage than that? I feel like if you're gonna spend time reviewing something, you should be emphatic about it. That's true. Otherwise, what's the point? What's the point? No really? one wants to. No one's. No one wants to read those reviews where it's like, oh, I did not uh, the pool. It was raining. I did not use the pool. It may have been good, but I don't know because <laughs> it was raining. Two stars. That's, all, that's not the pool's fault. That's, you know. Yes. No. You should review but Mother Nature wants, for that. No one wants to read those. Well, you know. Those just seem pit, like piddlin. piddlins. Piddlins. Piddlins is a word. Sure. Sure. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> review my grammar. <laughs> yeah. On iTunes. On Five iTunes. stars. Five stars. <laughs> Lady Addercop's grammar and pronunciation Five stars, yes. Uh, yes. Also on Yelp. Put me on Yelp. Don't put, please don't put me on Yelp. Because I don't then, think you can. No, but then Yelp will call me. Like, yes. Lady Attercup, we saw that you had a five-star review on Yelp. We'd like you to advertise with us for $800 a month. And I'm like, I'm not, no. I'm not a location. And not, no. I'm also, not a restaurant. No. Yeah. Yeah, stop calling me, Yelp. Don't review me on Yelp. Yelp will find me. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know when. But they will. Also, TripAdvisor needs to know where me. the ad, the correct address for things sometimes. <laughs> you, you hear that Yelp and TripAdvisor? We're putting you on blast. Yeah. Here on the no, Clockwork Cabaret. No. <laughs> Someplace that no, there's no bearing on this at all. All right. I, I and, say, and you are responsible now for wrapping up the show. I know. I, and, and with that, there you go. we're going to end this nightmare. No, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> How dare you? This beautiful adventure into into the valley. Into the valley, yes. yes. Into one of Lady Autocop's favorite comics. comics. Yes. And no pressure to like it, but one of my favorites. Yeah, you better like it. That's is right. what she's it, that's, I'm the, pretty, that's pretty that's pretty much what I'm saying. That's the subtext. Yeah. 
There's and not no, subtext. It's, it's, not, it's overt text. Yes. It's just text. It's just text. <laughs> and with that, we're going to end this show with one of our favoritest oh, performers. It it, he's... And one of my favoritest songs from yes. him. Yes. Just, Cause, yeah, for just cause. many reasons. But we're going to end this week's episode with David Bowie, As the World Falls Down, from Labyrinth. And we'll, we'll see you all next week. And remember, it's not work that we do. It's love.